0: You are listening to the Scars and Guitars podcast series. My name is Andrew Mackay-Smith, and the interview subject that I have coming up for you is Michael Stowers from the Melbourne outfit Awesome Wells. The reason for the conversation is to promote their run of shows across Australia throughout June and July 2017. So let's have a listen to what Michael has to say. Here we go. Michael, welcome to the Scars and Guitars podcast. I'm going to open our chat with both a statement and a question. Now... From what I've heard of the new EP, Rise, it's awesome. It straddles that very fine line between mainstream accessibility and also metal cred, metal street cred, I should say. So surely the opportunity exists for the band to receive airplay on mainstream rock radio stations such as Southern Cross Oz Stereo or Triple M in Australia and WKSM, FM or 99 Rock in the USA. Is it... The band's intention to reach as broader possible audience as possible, or would you welcome the opportunities and some of the compromises that are presented with some serious exposure?
1: Yeah, that's a, that's a good opener. Yeah, definitely. I think um, we we never write with the intention of um, you know having such things as you know radio songs or or anything like that. I think we're, we've got to a unique background all of us that we bring to our writing process and 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 now into the you know the production process as well and and no I think that's 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 amazing that you that you hear it that way because um, <clears throat> we yeah we we, we we think we're a serious band but we also feel like we've got appeal to the to that you know wider wider audience and uh, yeah i don't think we'd have to um, yeah sacrifice too much to to take take that next step, I think it's um um as a as a singer and as a as a songwriter and melody writer, I I, I relish the chance to to write things that you know are accessible and that people can sing along to and and that are memorable yeah, and sure. you know hear that term earworm earworms come along and I, and I think <laughs> I never write intentionally to have earworms, but like I mean that it, it's um if 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 I go away from a rehearsal or a writing session and I'm whistling away or humming away a, a melody or a, a riff or a tune or whatever, I think that's a good sign. And it's definitely a, a motivator sure. for us to, to, to move forward. Yeah, like I think we're not going we're to not, gonna, we're not, gonna not um, write something because it sounds too commercial because I don't even know what that is these days. So I yeah. think it's just more about that accessibility and that, and that memorability for, for people, which I think um, you know, probably drives our you know production sense these days you know the 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 big choruses and the big riffs are are the ways that we that we write and and they come from our influences so it's just natural that it ends up that way
0: yeah fair enough and and look if if Great success was to happen, i.e., stateside and in Europe and the like. Are you all um, are, you, are you all sort of in a position where you can up and go to take advantage of it, or are you all doing that that wonderful thing we all do in Australia, including myself for many years, where we lead dual lives as both careerists and musos?
1: Yeah, I think it's a mix of both. We've we, we've all uh, you've got to you got to pay your way when you when you're independent artists and you and you want to release things and you know to a to a nationally as a start um, but no we, we we discuss as a band um, you know how serious we are and what people can commit to and and, um, and 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 that's definitely something we're heading towards you know in our own minds is um, you know that ability to, to to break through I guess and um, yeah I guess you never know when that's going to happen and the ability to be able to up and go but like I mean it's about it's about doing what um, you know a mix of what suits us as well as what would suit you know an opportunity yep. like that so um, but look I mean personally um, I always go into um, I've been in my last job for 12 months and I'm lucky to be doing some music in that job as well and and um, you yeah. know all my workmates you know tell me what they think of the last video they released and you know how awesome it yeah, cool. is we're going on tour and that thing so like I mean it. I think we're all in a position where, you know, if that opportunity comes, then, you know, we'll take it with both hands.
0: Yeah, uh, great response, by the way. Yeah, it's a bit like that in, in Australia. My next question uh, alludes to some of the struggles that I've certainly got feedback from um, some of our metal brethren. Um, and you all seem to be from Melbourne. I don't know what it is from about metal in Melbourne at the moment, but it's definitely the hotspot, mate. So, um, yeah, uh, but... Uh,
1: yeah, it seems that way, that's for sure.
0: Yeah, and it's all good, mate. It's good stuff. I've 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 had I spoke to Riley from Desecrated, and we had a really good chat. And, and and um, sorry, I can't remember the name of the lead singer from Aversion's Crown, but another great band. And um, I think there's a bit of a rena- mm. rena- renaissance going on in the scene at the moment. I've been a a fan of Australian metal, um, you know, a conscious fan of Australian metal is what I'm talking about. Like, probably trying to find it and dig deep for it for about twenty odd, twenty five odd years or so. I'm thirty nine, so it's taken up the majority of my, mm. you know, late teenage years and all of my adult life, but I can't remember a time where mm. we've had so many, when I say world-class bands, bands that I can't, they're, they're bands that, including yourselves, I'm putting you guys in this bracket too, if you told me that you're from Florida no, in the US you. or something, I'd go, fair enough, but you're saying to me that you're from Melbourne in Australia, and I think it's just a wonderful thing that we've got such representation at the moment. Um, so, yeah, um, and I think- you know, yeah, you know, I think
1: yeah. it's a—it's amazing time to to be a part of the scene. That, you know, and and I think um, it's it's a um, it's it's not a competitive, um, you know, like only one band gets a chance type of feeling. I think it's um, the the respect for Australian metal bands um, that's that's happening. You know, around the world is you know an opportunity for for, for the next bands coming along. You know, and I think it's. Um, it can only serve itself if, you know, the, every, the band support the scene and everyone's, you know, um, you know supporting each other. And, and we definitely feel that, you know, we've got so many friends who are in bands because we've played with them and, you know, you, you're so excited to hear what they're doing next. And that drives you a little bit to, to make sure what you're doing is, um, you know, of the utmost quality and <clears throat> taking steps forward and experimenting on the ways that you do things, and you know it's um, you know bands like Carnival have sort of paved paved the way, and Twelve yeah. Foot Ninja and that sort of thing, yeah. and it's um and and look in in those two bands you've got so many different sounds too, and I think it's you know the uniqueness of of what's coming out of this country is probably what's uh, appealing. I think it's um you know uh, we're 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 lucky in a way that um. You sort of you have to get up and and leave your hometown to <clears throat> to get to your fans around Australia. But in that in the same um, token, you're you're able to see these different bands and hear the different sounds that are coming out of the different places, and and it and it drives you more, and, and you get more influences, and yeah, no, it's it's just, it's an awesome time to be a uh, you know, a band on on the rise. Pardon
0: the pun. Yeah, no, fair enough, and. Um... Look, something I've been, I've personally given a lot of thought to, the next thing, next, uh, it's a question that I'm going to ask, but I've given a lot of thought to the answer to it, okay, so I'll ask you the question, Okay. Uh, it's a long one, so bear with me for a moment. (laughs) In Canada, radio stations are licensed, uh, and I believe it's since 1999, um, they've been licensed to play local content at least 40% of the time, which I assume is measured over a 24-hour cycle using a system called MAPL, it's, you, know, you can go and research it and see what it means on Wikipedia or what have you. But it probably accounts for the Shania Twains, Nickelbats and Nickelbacks and Averill Levines of the world. However, it also alludes to the success of the Devon Townsends, Protest the Heroes, Gorguts and Ancients. Um, and I, I, can all the plethora of research I've done, it absolutely supports an industry. So it will never likely happen in Australia that you'll have legislation introduced to, to provide for so much local content on the radio. So what do you think would help the local industry and encourage young musicians to keep plying their craft before they give it up and, um, forge a, a regular career? Cause to be honest, I'm in that, in that basket. I was playing my trade as a muse. I went, I've got to stop doing this because, you know, I want to get married and have kids and all that sort of stuff.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Well, look, I think, um, one thing I feel pretty strongly about, I, I think it's, um, radios are, an interesting beast in in Australia, and has been for a long time. I think it's um, you know, so so calculated and um, and and just feels so owned by by um, by the corporate machine that um, a lot of bands are sort of giving up on any chance of being played on you know commercial radio, which yes. is a real it's yep. a real shame. It's very cynical, um, isn't it?
0: By by so the it, mainstream radio, it, I think, it, with that because yeah. you see, so to me, you guys should be on Triple M in Drive Time. But that's—I know that's only yeah, one I guy, that. but honestly, <laughs> I feel that strongly about your music. To be honest, I mean, I was listening to it. and I'm thinking, man, if there was more stuff like this on the radio, you'd probably have far more engagement with the radio, rather than people switching the radio off and going to podcasts or what have you. But anyway, that's that's only an opinion.
1: Yeah, well, I think it's um, it's it swings and roundabouts, isn't it? Because I think you were you were saying before about you know how do you write songs and 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 you know if you if you'd compromise to to take that next step. And yep. I think bands are, are sort of putting that to the back burner and just e- exploring what they can do and, and, and not being restricted by anything means that you get this amazing quality and diversity in the music scene. So, um, <clears throat> yeah, look, it's, um, I think it's also the commercial TV world as well. Like being a singer in a band, um, some of the response you get when you tell people that is, you know, have you, be- have you been on The Voice of you audition for the voice, and you're like, yeah. well, yeah. I, I, I always ask, you know, have you how many how many CDs have you bought of people who've been on the Voice? <laughs> and the answer is usually none. So, like, I mean, it's uh, uh, people sort of uh, are being um, had the having the wool pulled over their eyes that it's you know the, the, that fame is a is something that you that you sort of got to raffle for and get voted in to be you know be someone of note yep. when you know these bands are working so hard to, yes. to push the boundaries and, and, and do it themselves. And, and look, I mean, personally, I, I love it. Like, especially a week like this, when we're about to release an EP and we've got videos that are being viewed all around the world. And, um, you know, that, the, the hard work is the reward in itself, you know? And I think, um, if you're trying to find a way to, you know, get people back to that way of thinking, and it's, uh, it's, uh, there's also, you know, the the things about lockout laws and and these things which yes. are attacking the live yes. music scene, and it and it time. seems like yep. all you know all the walls are closing in, you know. So, mm-hmm. I think if I think you know everything's sort of got a tipping point. So you hope that there's eventually so much interest in in homegrown talent and heavy talent that um, you know the radio stations are forced to play it because people want it.
0: Yes, yes. No, very good response there, mate. Thanks for that. And um, so, so I'll talk about the album now. So, so Rise, uh, cool. I understand, was mastered by Steve Smart at uh, Studio 301 in Sydney. So for our international listeners, Steve is known as the, as the man locally. Um, uh, he's worked with um, artists, uh, prominent international art, or uh, domestic artists that have made it on the uh, international stage. Crowded House, Kenny G, and. or uh, well, Kenny G isn't domestic, so what am I talking about there? Crowded House and Silver Chair, and also Kenny G from the international scene. <laughs> well, I wonder if he, he might have an Australian grandparent. We never know. <laughs> we go. Um, yeah, who knows? <laughs> what was it like working with Steve?
1: Oh, he's. The ultimate professional really like I mean he, he um what what we we try to do is have everything ready to go by the time you get it to to his ears I guess you know he he, he has this ability to um understand what you're trying to, to create by what what you've been able to provide for him and 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 the the results uh, speak for themselves um just uh, and personally, like the, with the way that the, that he sits the vocals in the mix, it's um, it, it's it's centered, but it's not at the forefront, and it's um, you know, it, there's, there's lots of space, even though it's you know a big heavy wall wall of yeah. sound sometimes, and um, but yeah, look, I mean, the results speak for themselves. You know, not just on our recording, but on on anything that he that he puts his uh, puts his mind and ears to. Yeah, it's fantastic.
0: So tell me about the dynamic in the band who writes the music and how do all of the songs come together? Yeah
1: we we definitely write as a collective. Um, there's ideas that come from from different instruments, guitars, you know bring bring some riffs and and that might lead to a, a jammy type writing session. Um, sometimes you find me sitting in the corner of a rehearsal studio for a couple of rehearsals in the in the row just, you know, penning it down, some lyrics. Um, sometimes it's you know, it comes really quickly. Sometimes I've brought um, you know, chords and melodies to to the band, but we definitely, yeah, the, the end product is always as a result of of everyone in the band having their their little take on it and and hearing things that you might not necessarily hear because of you know, because of the way the instruments are. But it's um, we've always had an equal um equals equal share in how we write um, and as well as like lyrical content even though it, it, it mostly comes from me um, definitely always asking you know what do people feel about this song you know what are people seeing when they close their eyes you know and, and trying to jump off something that's already yeah. in the in the music rather than trying to force any sort of particular theme in there um, and, and I feel like uh, our fans respond to that. I I've always want to leave the, the the real true meaning of a song up to the listener because I think they're the ones that need to, you know, put the pieces together to, to what, what a song might mean to them. And, um, and yeah, and that's, that's how I really love listening to music. And, you know, a amount of times I've figured out the actual lyrics to a song of someone else's song and I've been singing something completely different, but I don't really care <laughs> because, you know, like I'm singing along and I don't really care if people do that to my lyrics either because if they're singing along and feeling something sure. about the song, you know, I wouldn't, want any, I wouldn't want anything sort of too literal to get in the way of that. And, uh, and it's just more about that atmospheric um, composition that we really go for, you know, creating that that sound that, you know, we hope is com- becoming synonymous with uh, Awesome
0: Wells. Yeah, that's a good point. Um, so, so actually, I'll, I'll take it back a step. Um, couldn't agree more with you about being a very visual band because that's certainly one of the things that, that I found about it. I was listening to the tracks on on YouTube, and apart from you having wonderful videos, I found that um, your song inspires imagery. You know that mental imagery that comes uh, that can come along with very progressive music. Um, so, well done on that, being able to uh, be a, a fourth dimensional or multi dimensional band. So, so. On that note, and, and you, you do have Orson Wells uh, was the narrator or the creator of War of the Worlds, if I'm not mistaken. Um, some, That's correct, yeah. something that I, I had a, a tape when I was a kid that I used to listen to. I think I wore the tape out listening to it back to front. Um, so how did you get the name and who was the band inspired by?:
1: Yeah, well, the name definitely came about. We, we all um, studied, studied music together. Um, and I was in one of the lectures uh, that we were talking about movie music um, with uh, Citizen Kane, and um, and yeah, he was a he was a, he was an amazing um, movie maker and did a lot of things for the first time, and and yeah, look, I I think I leaned over to someone in the class and and said, "Awesome Wells, more like Awesome Wells," and we really just. Yeah, it yeah. sort of just came at the right time. We didn't we didn't go out intending to um to come up with a pun then, and That's for sure. But look, we, we we ran with it, and and we sort of felt it, it fit with what we were trying to do, which is um you know do things slightly to the side of 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 what was happening around us. Um, not in any sort of um uh, yeah, not in any particular way. Just in a in a way that you know inspired us and and helped us be creative. That we were like, yeah, cool. I haven't heard anyone do that before. Let's try that. You know, just in an interest interested way. And uh, I think inspiration for the for the band just comes from that. Just just that ability to just to when someone comes in with an idea. You know, what 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 could this be? You know, like um, uh, not trying to force a force it to be anything that it's not, but just. Opening, keeping on opening it up, and and trying new things with it until sort of that next you know overarching idea comes, and then the the song as a whole becomes apparent, and we fill in the gaps from there. Which is a, you know, it's an amazing, um, you know, thing to be a part of when you when you're writing that way, because everyone in the room feels like you know it, there's a there's a moment where it clicks, and and you and you go, yeah, this is what this song feels like and it can be it can be uh miles away from what you had at the start but um you know that little that little uh kernel is you know and just constantly trying to reinvent it until it becomes something that you know we all we all feel is the uh is the final product
0: So do you guys uh, rehearse, do you guys come in with, like, do you say, for example, does the guitarist come in with a riff and you work on it from there, or do you share ideas via MP3 um, first and then work on a basic bones of an idea and then get to the rehearsal room and then work it out?
1: Yeah, it's a bit of both. I think we uh, definitely use uh, social media and technology as much as we can, um, which is great, you know, like... um, uh, I love when I see a little mp P three come up on the um awesome Wells Facebook page and it's a riff from two the guitarist's um song bank or whatever it is, is recorded on his pedal and, and, and put it up there and 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 yeah, what what I think is really cool that, that process is um I sort of don't really hear maybe what he hears and I come in and I might have written a whole verse over it and he's like, Okay, cool, I didn't really sort of see it going that way but you know and then it might change again after that but um with with my own sort of contributions i guess um i i love writing on nylon string guitar um for some reason i always
0: sort of hear,
1: hear hear what what instrumentation might work well around around that sound um even if it's sort of like a humming version of a melody and a little bit of I don't know, uh, Anthony Kiedis type, you know, riffing with no particular words, just to sort of get that idea across, I might record a video and send it to those guys. And, and before you know it, it's turned into a riff. And, and as you said, that can be in between rehearsals and, and um, yeah, because, you know, everyone's busy and, and, you know, rehearsal time, yeah, for sure. yeah. you
0: know,
1: is often, is often, you know, especially at the moment, it's often um, based around our performance and what we're, we're, we're putting together for the rise tour and, and, yeah, you've, you've got to be um, proactive and um, and a, the ability to write when not everyone's in the room as well.
0: Yeah, cool. All right. Uh, we've almost come to the end of the interview, and uh, I have three questions that I ask all of my interview subjects, so I'd love it if you could hear me, me here cool. and play along. And your answers can be as cool. not safe for work as you like. So here goes. <laughs> okay. It's one of these. Choose three w- First question. Choose three words to describe yourself.
1: Awesome, Welles or myself?
0: Oh, you, as in Michael. <laughs> <laughs> this is all about you. Uh,
1: I... <laughs> okay, cool. Uh, what about inquisitive bald singer? That works.
0: <laughs> there we go. <laughs> all right. So second question. If you could go back to when yep. you were 18 and give yourself some advice, what do mm-hmm. you think you'd say?
1: I would say forget about what other people might think about the things that you like and pursue them
0: quicker. Yeah, great advice. Yep. And final question, what five guests, living or dead, would you invite to dinner?
1: Five. Uh, both my grandfathers who've passed um, John Farnham. Cool. Bondot, yes, and uh, Cleopatra.
0: Wow, okay. That'd be an interesting one. <laughs> that'd be a, that'd be a very interesting. It one. would be. Yes, that'd be a good one. It would there, be yeah. very
1: interesting. Yeah. Look, I mean, um, yeah, I don't know why my grandfather's popped into my mind, but yeah, I suppose the two people that I'd like to
0: yeah, that's no, nice. A good on again you. and
1: have a again.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's it. And Cleopatra, any, any, any. Uh, meaning behind that one there or was it just one of those one of those you sound like you're you're into history as well when I say sound like I guess you know you sound like one of those guys who is an intellect and so deep dives into things so you probably are into history and has Cleopatra got some interest for you?
1: Yeah uh, well thank you very much but I I think uh, I really like uh, historical figures that were turned into um, uh, uh, narrative figures so She's in Antony and Cleopatra, which is a Shakespeare play and and almost like her her whole story uh, in history and also um, in fiction is is yeah amazing and I, I feel like maybe her, um, her actual personality was um, more amazing than any of those that anyone else has, any, anyone has um, discovered so yeah, she'd be an interesting person, and who knows where the night would go
0: yeah
1: um, with her you know snakes and poison <laughs> and all that sort of stuff.
0: Crazy. Yeah, I have a feeling Johnny might be on his own there for parts of it. Bond bon certainly be happy. I think Bonnet keeper keep a company.
1: <laughs> yeah. I reckon they might hit it off, yeah.
0: yeah. Sure. <laughs> well, that's it. Is, is there any um, final words that you want to share with the listeners?
1: Oh, look, I just really hope um, people get a chance to have a listen to the EP and um, and, yeah, just that we're really excited for for the national tour coming up and, um, yeah, and thank you so much. Thanks very much for your time and um, and your support.
0: Pleasure, mate. No worries. One last question. Do you think you'll make regional Queensland, say uh, Sunshine Coast or Cairns or anywhere like that, or are you just hitting the major metro areas?
1: Yeah, at this stage, we're going to hit the major metro, but, look, I've got um, family up in, in Queensland. I've got a, a, my... Great uncle has a sugarcane farm in Abulgari, okay. just outside of Ingham. Oh, yep. um, so, yep. look, if, if nothing else, would get a, a big, big horde of um, of family down there, uh, up there. So, <laughs> and anything to escape the uh, the winter in Melbourne is always a good excuse to get up to Queensland. That's for sure.
0: Fantastic. Well, I'll I'll definitely be at Brisbane Show. I'll, uh, I'll throw up some horns, mate, oh, and I'll, I'll come and shake your hand. So I want to congratulate you again. That's <laughs> Sincerely, you've... Uh, it's, it's, Thanks so much. All of the material that I've heard from the band has been stellar. Uh, as I say, uh, and my view is is that you are part of the Aussie metal renaissance, and you, you are definitely uh, not just good enough, mate, but um, you should be on the world stage, in my view, so I certainly hope really good things come for you and for the band. High praise indeed. Thank you very much. My pleasure, mate. All right, all the best. You've been listening to the Scars and Guitars podcast series. My name's Andrew Mackay-Smith, and that interview subject was Michael Stowers from the Melbourne outfit Awesome Wells. Thanks so much for listening.